This is not a bit. I'm not doing a bit. It's exhausting to suggest that I'm doing a bit. This is Charles from E1, and I'm just doing the thing you have to deal with sometimes now, where we tell you about the other stuff we're doing. I'm going to put out a self-titled album as Solips on March 24th, which features a bunch of E1-adjacent musician friends like Dan Beckner, Nate Roos, and Robin Hatch, and it's your job to buy it on Bandcamp or listen to it on Spotify or whatever, or at least lie to me and tell me you did. Um, I'll put the links in the episode description so that even the average podcast listener who is lower than a dog and stupider than a worm or dog can find it. Got it? Okay, now let's do the episode like normal. Someone brings you in from all the rain. The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Geniuses. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Small minds discuss people. Average minds discuss events. Great minds discuss ideas. 200 plus IQs. Ivy League degrees. Debates. The formation of ideas that change the world. Completely devoid of libido. We are the minds that move civilization forward. Welcome to Geniuses. My name is Professor Wally Tangier of Harvard Terre Haute, and I'm joined by my close genius acquaintances, famous humanitarian Roosevelt Smartman, and transcendent being Opulence. Hello, my fellow geniuses. Well, hello there, uh, Professor. Uh, glad to be here for this meeting of the minds. Had to step away from my humanitarian work for a day, but uh, I think this will also be quite helpful to people out there. I think this counts. I am not sure if I am happy to be here yet. I need more information. Opulence, do you have any feelings towards emotions such as happiness? Of course, I recognize feelings of happiness in myself and others. I think all three of us might agree that happiness is not everything. I would say in the grand scheme of the structure of the universe, happiness is completely irrelevant. It is fleeting. All things are temporary. Or are they? I'm pretty sure all things are temporary. If I know more. Or are I they? Well, I well, see. I can kind of relate to um, people who just want to feel good all the time, because that's how I felt originally. But then I learned how to walk, because you know that's when I was a baby when I felt that way. Oh, you only wanted to feel pleasure when as you a, were a baby. As a that baby, was interesting. But then I got smart, because I learning how to walk is kind of the um, beginning of my journey to smartness. Because like once well, I taught when did myself, you know, you were a genius. Pretty much right after that, because once I taught myself that, I'm like, if I can walk, I can fly. And I was wrong about that, but then I learned that I couldn't fly, and that was the next step of getting smarter. With the pilot's license, perhaps. Even then, that seems like a technicality of what you originally intended to do as a baby, which was to fly, and which I would let you know that might not be out of the realm of possibility. Oh, perhaps you have something to teach me, Opulence. I have much to teach the entire world. My name is Opulence. That's right. Opulence, can you tell us a bit about yourself? At the age of 14, I realized I was a genius. I realized that my experiences were not similar to other people's experiences. I realized that my thought processes were foreign to those that tried to understand them. I went to funiqtest.com and I scored a 212 IQ when I was 14 years old. <laughs> I immediately left my home, dropped out of school, shed the institutions that have failed many before me simply because they were not made for someone of my advanced intellect. I immediately wanted my mental strength to be manifest in my physical form, and I thought about metaphors and the powers of that. And at the age of 14, I had my skin uh, dyed. I guess would be the terminology for it, at a tattoo shop, completely golden. I had my hair shaved, lasered to get removed. And as I stand now, I am a 
completely um, golden being. How do you keep I your skin so shiny like that? Flaxen white hair. Oh, just a series of oils and creams. Nothing truly revolutionary. It's a great idea because if you didn't have that gold skin, you just kind of look like a pasty and scrawny little nerd. But you, you act, you absolutely project mental power and authority. Thank you very much. I uh, decided that if I looked like this, then perhaps people would treat me as regally as I feel. I believe that I would be able to instantly solve problems in this society, and I thought walking around with golden skin would cause people to revere me or elevate me. Um, historically, I thought this was concurrent with the rise of Jesus and Muhammad and other biblical figures. And while I am not religious, I believe I can shepherd the human race well, to its final destination you, in such a shame way. Are you saying those guys had gold skin or anything? Well, I'm saying they had a certain aura of power at them, and those auras are very carefully cultivated. They I guess just we don't, don't spring from charisma. We don't really know if Muhammad had gold skin or not. He could have. He could have. Wouldn't you agree, though, that the mind is the most important aspect, not appearances or your physical vessel? I agree, but I would say the mind can only get you so far in the eyes of others. Hmm. As geniuses, we are all familiar with the tyranny of the masses that takes place. Oh, the stupid people. Did you both know the International Space Station is the most expensive object ever built at $160 billion? Yeah. Of course I knew that. I uh, contributed I'm $10 opulence. to that project. I wanted to be part of history, just like Opulence wants to be part of history. Well, I don't want to be part of it. I want to be the main character. Okay, well, you got a lot of competition, but... I would say that if you trust in the good people of myfuniqtest.com, you will trust that opulence knows the way forward. I mean, that website you're talking about actually makes me want to talk about my humanitarian work just a little bit. I mean, first we could just break down the word humanitarian. Itarian is like a suffix for helping, and human is for human, so it's like I help people, you know? And one of the ways I help people is by trying to help them get smarter because they can't be as smart as us necessarily because you either have it or you don't, you know, at some point. But all the stupid people out there, if they do little brain puzzles and little mind exercises, they can get a little less stupid. And that's why I started the website, thegymforyourbrain.freewebspaces.ru. If you go there, you'll find little puzzles where you like match colors together and uh, you do little... Like you put the puzzle pieces in the place and you count numbers. It's basically the kind of shit that babies do, but for adults to make you smarter. Now, this interests me greatly. Why would you want people to be smarter? Well, because then it's easier to exist in this world. You know what I mean? Like, at least if other people are smarter, they'll be smart enough to realize I'm even smarter than them. Whereas stupid people don't even care if I'm smarter than them. They just don't even pay attention. Ah, interesting thought process there. I had never considered it that way. Do both of you know that 25% of all mammal species on Earth are bats? I did not know that. I thought I, it was 26%, but I guess I stand corrected. Well, I guess you do. You sure have egg on your face today. I take it from your tone that you have many facts memorized. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of trivia. I like to import, uh, remember the important aspects of the world that many seem to forget. Uh, such as? Well, 40 million years ago, penguins were six feet tall. That certainly is a fact. Here's my uh, thing about I, trivia. I, trivia is a little bit simple because there's always one answer. I memorize things like theorems and equations because there can be many answers. Like in E equals MC squared, you could have a different E or a different C and it changes the outcome. So I could use that for all kinds of things, whereas all of your facts only has one outcome. Okay. Smarty. Roosevelt. What's one million plus one million? Well, two million. <sighs> well, got I got one again. for you. What's um, 200 IQ plus 200 IQ? Well, that'd the probably be opulence. opulence. <laughs> no, the answer, the answer is still 200 IQ because you can't go above it. Nothing can go above the top IQ. Um, I think we all would disagree with that. We've been advocating for them to revamp the whole system for years and allow guess, IQs to go up to 1,000. 
You're right that um, 200 might not be the highest. That's why we should just say X is the highest. And when you talk about the highest IQ, you should just say my IQ is X because X is the biggest IQ possible. My IQ is X. My name is Opulence. Wow. I have a 212 IQ according to myfuniqtest.com. <laughs> I have a twin brother named Peacemaker and he has a gun and he's trying to kill me before I take over the world. These are the trials of opulence and a good role model for anyone looking for one, including you two gentlemen right now. Wait, you're the role model or your brother who's trying to kill you is a role model? I'm a, a role model. I, I'm simply listing all of the trials and tribulations in well, which I <laughs> easily conquer. If due you're to my a role intellect. model, though, then what do we have to do to be like you? Do you want everyone to have gold skin? Because then you won't be so special anymore. You won't be like the central character of history or whatever. If we're of more course like not. I advocate for a universal caste system in which intellect sorts different jobs according to who gets what. In this way, it would be a sort of refinement of roles within our society, which would be more efficient. Whereas if we have engineers being the smartest and the dumbest would be, you know, nose pickers, podcasters, men who step on rakes, banana peel inspectors, I believe those would be more suited for the lowest intellect in the world. Perhaps I even dogs could take over some of them as if we see the sloping trend of iq going up there is something that must be done about this if the elites want to retain power so in your cast system are you suggesting maybe a cast of one at the top that's just you that sounds perfect or if anyone emerges that can hold a candle to opulence which, not quite sure why I have petitioned, you know, I have petitioned all of the world governments to recognize me, and that still has not happened. But uh, IQ will triumph, I am positive. Did you know that armadillos have shells so hard they could deflect a bullet? I hmm. did know that. Opulence, could you deflect a bullet? Well, I would hope to imagine I could. I have been training at a facility in which a gun is shot at me, and I attempt to not catch a bullet per se, as I believe that is impossible given the limitations of my physical body. However, I am in constant contact with Boston Dynamics, who would be able to forge something of the likes for me. However, we're talking a few decades down the line. If need be, I will freeze myself. You know, I think the professor's uh, trivia factoid there, even though we're all men of the mind, I think sometime we should all get together and just shoot armadillos. What would that accomplish? I mean, we're basically being smart because we're using one of your smart person facts in practice in the real world. Hmm. I see what you mean. I, I do not. Perhaps we could have a just a friendly debate during the shooting. Oh, should we have a debate on stage for ordinary people and we just shoot armadillos on stage to, to <laughs> prove your facts you, are right? I think you took it way too literally. Sometimes, I believe that would be you a, take things too literally. That would sound more like a carnival occurrence than the <laughs> happenings of three geniuses. Please, gentlemen, I believe we can do better. Nay, but the average we must fool... Do better would think that if they shot an armadillo, it would kill it. But genius is no better. And it's kind of like... So why would uh, I even attempt to shoot it when I know it's going to do nothing? That is simply wasting resources. Well, think about this. Think about Jesus, one of the other smartest people of all time. When <laughs> people, when Jesus would say to people, I could turn shit into wine, they would be like, no, you can't. That's crazy. He turned water like, into so wine, smart, I can do not it. shit. Well, I meant water. But he said, I'm so smart, I can do it. And then he did it. But they didn't believe him until he did it. So if we go on stage and say an armadillo is so strong that you could shoot it and it'll bounce the bullet. And people say, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm a dumbass. There and is then we no go, proof. We go on stage and we Jesus, shoot those suckers. And then they're going to believe that we're no smart. Proof. There's no proof that Jesus turned water into wine. It's called the Bible. Gentlemen, Don't look I, it up. I believe you are stuck hopelessly in the present right now, even discussing events and actions that are possible and have been already done. What we need to do, gentlemen, is we need to look forward and we need to start understanding about where the future is going to go. That way, we're able to immediately get into position to be the leaders of the new world. 
Well, I think so the future is going to be something instead, like the future could be summed up in an equation that is x plus one, where x is the current year. That's what's next. Let Let me ask you this: I want you both to envision the world in 2030, nine years from now. Ooh. Perhaps one of you could start. I've already forgotten both of your names. Hmm. My name is Professor Wally Tangier. That's wonderful. Wally, what will the world look like in 2030? Will we have self-driving cars? Will we have self-sucking sex toys? I believe we will have fully automated fast food restaurants. Interesting. I, I also believe the coasts will become underwater utopias. I'm imagining when the East Coast and the West Coast start to sink under the weight of global warming and people start flooding into the Midwest, flooding into the South, we will see an emergence of gas station culture. I was very, very happy to hear some of the ideas you gentlemen were saying about because they do reflect my own, in which I do imagine a great centering. Those who are wealthy, those who are intelligent, will figure out how to deal with the rising water tide and stay in centers of power like New York City. Whereas the fools will rush towards the middle and will have what is called a global Midwest, a kind of global buffoonery, uh, banana peels everywhere, rakes everywhere ready to be stepped on. People are constantly going to, you know, knock something over and say, did I do that? People will be trying to attract a small man with their eyes. And when he runs through their legs, they will say, which way did he go? Which way did he go? I believe we are on the brink of a fourth student. Huge. With this centering coming up in 10 years, the world is going to get subsequently dumber and dumber and dumber. That oh, is what it, I'm it already about. is, to be sure. Well, I agree with that part of your theory, but I disagree with the rest of it. I think. Would that, you like to propose an alternative? Yes, I think that um, maybe sometime, maybe in Joe Biden's third term, you know, seven, eight years from now, he's going to create a billion dollar program where each genius like us gets a billion dollars each to improve the world with their ideas. And then all of us will use it to move to New Zealand where the climate's going to stay better for a little bit longer. And we'll just have fun living in New Zealand in the nice weather. And then we'll probably think of some idea that'll change the world for all the stupid people. Now, my belief is a result of these, this influx of funds will also contribute to my hope that my theory of by 2040, the United States will become one large Ivy League university and everyone will be a student. Interesting. Is it forced? Everyone is forced to be a student. I would like to believe that everyone will be open to enrolling themselves to improve themselves in the pursuit of knowledge and bettering humanity. Everyone and knows we'll, that universities are the most important thing on earth. Now, will uh, what I want to know is, will this be a joke? Meaning, sometimes when, let's say, dogs graduate from a training school, they'll put a little cap and gown on them, a tassel even. Um, could you imagine your system that you're theorizing being somewhat like this, whereas the smartest people in the world are sending the dumbest people to school as a joke to remind everyone how smart they, in fact, are. Opulence, I think that's may, that may be something that you would consider a joke, but I believe that everyone on Earth should have a degree. If you do not have a degree, you are less than human. See, I agree with the professor here. Well, I uh, would say, first of all, I don't Education, have... education, education is the most important aspect of improving our whole society. I would say, first of all, that you misunderstand my total thought process. I don't find anything funny. I don't see the point in it to waste time by guffawing and sloshing my spittle back and forth in my mouth. I have trouble what believing is, what you. What is the point of opulence, life, opulence? Because you what have such a meaning? dry sense of humor, and you already a few times on this show have made a few jokes. I will say this. I believe that I am a being with no inherent free will. 
I believe that the universe is a mathematical construct that only has one logical answer. And as such, every single thing I do supports that theory and that it must be done this well, way. So in everything order for the was out of your control? That's right. But you're saying the universe just has one logical answer. Have you figured out what that answer is? I have not figured out exactly, but I have a strong feeling that the answer is opulence. So it's out of your control because the universe is chaos or it's because it's a construct that's predetermined? Chaos is an illusion. It is just um, people almost using their brains to misinform themselves to say no one has any hand in this or that. The truth is everything you have already decided to do has been predetermined. Not to say that this goes with any type of religious idea. It just is a mathematical one. The universe well, has to exist so it will exist. Well, I would and remind that's where you, uh, gentlemen in. of the theory of chaos theory, though, which says that everything's just crazy. Aha, chaos theory, not chaos fact. Maybe you should check out myfuniqtest.com. He has you there. Okay, I am actually going to check out myfuniqtest.com. Let me see what's on here. (laughs) All right, let's see. Okay, so it's given me um, like a a So Opulence just laughed. Is he laughing because he believes he's predetermined to laugh? Like he's programmed like a robot? I think he thinks my effort is foolish to go on this website. Does not matter. If you ask, act an average Cretan if he has free will, he might say yes, but then go on with his day as if nothing happened. Do you understand? Let me ask you this. Do you exist? Yes. I cannot say the same for everyone else. Do you not exist? I simultaneously exist both as a person, as an idea. That idea physically does not exist. So when people talk about opulence, they are referring to a person that is simply ah, a large well, your, leg of a there mathematical There is a fallacy equation. in your logic. How can an idea not physically exist? Uh, if you look at the emergence or even the existence of what, you know, um, mathematics people call imaginary numbers, you can think of people as being numbers. Opulence would both be represented by a real number, but he would also pertain to imaginary numbers, both a plus and a if minus. It is not, if it is thought, does it not exist? Well, if that's the case, then you can say every single thing exists, in which why would you even have exactly discussion? Everything exists. All is permitted. Well, if everything exists, then nothing exists. Now I think you're starting to get it. So we're in agreement, and there's no argument here. I agree with you. I agree with you, and I approve of you and the good people of my fun IQ test. And those who are listening to this, you can see that when we uh, when we agree that um, we come to a conclusion to an argument, and it is now over. And this is the way that geniuses work, and our minds can advance everything because we're not petty. We don't hold grudges. We have no use for them. We shed them away. It has been solved. We just figured out another problem for all of you. So you're welcome. Now, Roosevelt, please Opulence, continue. Uh, I'm on uh, myfuniqtest.com, and it's showing me a picture of a hot lady sitting at the bar, and she's surrounded by knickknacks, and then it says, um, point out the differences in the two pictures. Can you find them? No, because she's too hot, so I'm distracted, and I can't find them all. I have to figure this is why you're so smart, is that you have no libido, so the lady sitting there in the picture uh, is not actually distracting you, and your mind is more free to be a genius. Is that correct? That's correct. It's funny that you say that. When I was 14 years old and the tattoo company was um, dying my entire body, the process took about a month, and I was insistent that the pe- my uh, uh, testicles and penis would be completely gold as well um during this process my penis and testicles were stabbed pretty violently um by very small needles over a course of about two weeks and now i have absolutely no feeling in my testicles or my genitals as a young man this was quite problematic for me but i eventually was able to work myself out of my lizard brain training my you know vestigial thoughts of a more primitive pre-evolutionary phase and i was able to find myself very relieved to not have any sexual attraction now women like carmen electra pamela anderson they have no power over me uh if i would meet them i would simply 
regard them and say, hello, how are you? And perhaps offer a handshake instead of doing any kind of prob sexual manipulation in order to get them to touch, you know, my twig and berries. Well, opulence, uh, we had a discussion many years ago where I was asking about your appearance, your golden skin, your alabaster white hair. But I also asked you, what made you choose the hairline you have? And you told me that you said that, oh, I just based my appearance off of John Gruden. You said he was the most masculine of beings, and you wanted to combine the masculinity of John Gruden with the beauty of Cleopatra. That's right. So you specifically chose John Gruden's hairline for yourself. Well, John Gruden is an interesting character because while he is seen as a gruff head football coach, he is also a, you know, kind of easygoing, let's have a Corona beer type of guy. During the NFL draft, I was very, very excited with how they operated. And they take these young boys and they evaluate them as pieces of meat, slabs of weapons, completely stripping any humanity out of them and saying, here is an object. I will take this object in the second round. Round. That was always incredibly fascinating with me. And while I do not partake in any sports or anything of the like, I've always liked that. And John Gruden struck me as a man who was talking about the uh, boys who were getting drafted. And he would say, you know, he's got a beach bod. He's got everyone would laugh and everyone seemed to quite warm up to him. And I thought that this kind of hairline was the reason. And I sought to emulate it to disarm people from my machismo and um, intimidation factor. And then was your skin color based on the color of his championship ring? Uh, no, it was based on a trophy. I just saw a trophy and I was like, I'll look like a human trophy. I was 14. I had recently gotten a second place award in a, um, you know, eighth grade hockey contest. My team finished and, you know, we lost the championship. But I, I was looking at the trophy and thought, you know, I could be a human trophy. Why not? With 212 IQ, anything's possible. Some might say that you're a walking Oscar which is the greatest award there is next to the Congressional Medal of Honor. Well, I am very rarely fully nude. Usually I'm wearing, you know, a white cod piece or an extremely laughably thin robe. Um, so very rarely do I present myself nude. It seems carnal. And, and myself, uh, myself and Roosevelt have been working with um, many politicians for a number of years to introduce a an award presented to those who have the greatest minds of our I mean our civilization worldwide and they'd be awarded the genius medal and with the genius medal you will also be given 1 billion dollars right it's true and on the genius medal it's a classic circular little gold thing and on it, we, in, we etch your IQ into it. Whatever, If that's 212 for you, Opulence, yours would say 212, and it would be in gold. Make it, sure the 212 is very large. Oh, it would be as big as the whole circle, which is, you know, about as wide as your chest, maybe. It's like pro wrestlers have their stupid little belt, and all they do is fight each other. How come us geniuses don't have an equivalent for something that actually matters, you know? Well, I would say that that would just indicate that this society seems to be more and more open to the stupid and more hostile to the intelligent. Um, if you look at the in the last five years, the monetary rise of the MacArthur shithead grant in which they're paying and finding the dumbest men over America, a hundred dumb men, and they're giving them all a hundred dollars. To That's just true. go do more. These are men who have a Monster Energy logo sticker on the back of their car for 12 plus years. These are men the, who. The, these are who, men who have wore the same North Carolina uh, college sweatpants, um, the light blues, for you know over a decade. You know, these are men that have glued themselves to four wheelers, and our society is celebrating that. These are men who get so mad that they actually cry. Yes, these are men who <laughs> foolishly haven't removed their tear ducts because it wastes precious calories. Now, many are going to say, well, Wally, you're a genius. If they make the genius medal, you're just going to you know, nominate yourself to receive it. You're wrong. The first person I would nominate to receive it would be a posthumous award to the famous Albert Einstein, one of the greats. One of the greats. In Very my opinion. Smart. Very smart man. He, he invented was a gravity. He invented E equals MC squared. 
He invented um, electricity. And he wasn't afraid to be a bit silly. There's that famous photo of him with his tongue out. You know, I, I heard that the reason he was sticking that tongue out is because he had simply just played a prank uh, where he <laughs> misinformed someone on the nature of Pythagoras' theorem. Well, I heard that he had his tongue out. He was trying to prove the existence of thunder and lightning, so he stuck his tongue out to be wet. His tongue was so wet that the lightning struck his tongue, and he proved its existence. There are many legends that surround why his tongue was out. Um, But did you know that the Burj Khalifa is so tall you can see two sunsets from it in one day? I bet Albert Einstein didn't know that. Uh, I bet you didn't know this while we are fighting and a, a war in Iraq, uh, the entire time, the Iraqi League actually started near the Great Lakes in America. Did you guys know that war is pointless and for fools? Oh, I, I've heard many diatribes about the futility of war. However, I do find it an efficient way of population control. That's tr- Well, there is that one upside for sure. Yeah, just the one. May I ask you gentlemen, fellow geniuses, I seek to find camaraderie sometimes. It is a uh, it is a foolish endeavor, I know, but still my heart is still that of a human. May I ask you, who are your gentlemen's greatest role models? I would have to say Albert Einstein is a great role model of mine, as well as probably Sir Isaac Newton, Thomas Edison, Wishbone, well, this might sound stupid, like the kind of thing a stupid person would say, but my idol is a little closer to home, uh, which is my dad, who was also a genius. He solved his first Rubik's Cube at age 17. Mm. And, well, it, it might sound old, but it's because the Rubik's Cube was just released that day, and he waited in line at the store like it was like a PS5 or something. He grabbed the first Rubik's Cube right off the shelf, and he just stood there and solved it instantly in front of everybody. And they were like, damn, that's insane. That is quite impressive. I'm surprised you're winning any points over with opulence with sentimentality. Not when with the sentimentality. I know, it's a little but- foolish to be sentimental, but the genius of my father to solve that Rubik's Cube the instant it was invented, uh, it, it kind of like lit a spark in me, you know? It easily saved him $4.99. He did not have to take it home after that. It's true. To me, my greatest role model and a person I've based my life on, specifically the younger, you know, more uh, 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 emotionally tenuous parts of their life, um, the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl has been a huge inspiration for me. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah? It's a very extravagant bird-like person that is worshipped by a large group of people. I always thought, that'll be me. I still think the uh, potentiality of this happening is quite good. Wow, you are like unto a god is what you're trying to say. Not yet. I think... I am not a god. I have no, you know, feigned delusions of divinity. However, if someone were to say that I was, obviously the amount of power I could gain from that would be immense. I, my dream is to be considered a god without me having to work for it. I assumed, you know, when I came out covered in gold, that would be enough. But, um... Yeah, More one work step at a time. Done. First, you got to win the Genius Award. Then maybe the God Award can come later. Uh, there was something, though, that Professor Wally Tangier said a moment ago about his idols. When he said that Wishbone was one of his idols, I thought that was very astute. Because earlier, um, Opulence, you were talking about how a lot of people these days are stupider than a dog. But Wishbone oh, yes. is actually the proof of that because Wishbone was so smart and read so many books that most people learned from that mere dog because he was just such a genius. Now, did you ever meet with Wishbone? Anyway? Oh, yes. I, I had him speak in many of my lectures. Oh, we Annual conferences. It's yes, yes. remarkable, the existence of Wishbone, a dog who is 100 times smarter than any other dog. Unfortunately for us, it still is, you know, Wishbone has the intelligence of quite a... St- you know, a, a dim-witted man. I'd say slightly be- below average, which is very <laughs> impressive for a dog. But then you, when you talk to him and he starts, you know, 
mainly talking about prestige television and um, yeah well wishbone has a dog iq of 211 but a human iq of about like 73 but that's still really good yeah it's still better than most you know in if you speak with his owner joe talbot he is probably i would say dumber Oh, yes, easily. That man owns a very a dog that is quite more intelligent than him. Um, you know, Wishbone that saved that him actually, from engaging in a reverse mortgage. That man actually fetches the paper every morning for Wishbone to do the crossword. <laughs> which sounds like a wonderful New Yorker cartoon, which yes, is but then Wishbone really is the actually, only humor that I have ever found palatable. But Wishbone is just a dog, so even on like the Monday crossword, he can't get any of the answers. Well, you know, there was... Tries. And then there was, you know, when Wishbone went in to see that rabbi, that was another New Yorker cartoon that became real and, uh, <laughs> you know, thought about converting, but it turned out it wasn't for him. May I ask you two a question? Yes, ask away. What is always in front of you but cannot be seen? Probably the future. Did you just look that up? No, I'm just, uh, I used my power of deduction and reason. May I say a different answer? Well, that was the answer, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> Opulence. <laughs> He's not <Wow>. wrong. <laughs> He's not always. You're not always in front of me, though. Oh, I'm always. <laughs> and I can't see you. I'm always at the front <laughs> of the pack, whether you realize it or not. I'm let me try this one. Let, let, me, let me tell you this, actually. Technically, all of the light you see takes time to reach you, which means it's from the past. So everything we see that's in front of us is the past. So how about that? Who's the genius now? <laughs> I'm not sure that works. What is light as a feather, but the strongest man cannot hold for long? A feather? What is light as a feather, but the strongest man cannot hold for long? Two feathers. Did you <laughs> answer that with a feather yeah, the first time? Eventually you'll get tired <laughs> of holding it up. Your arm's going to get tired. You can't do that forever, no matter how strong you are, because the human body is so weak and feeble compared the to the mind. But the question is, what is light as a feather? A it's feather. not saying what... His a bladder. is light as a feather. I guess I, guess I can't deny you that it. there is no rules in the question that say that it can't be a feather, but the answer is breath. What about urine? No, I think I think urine would have a certain significantly can't hold larger. You can't uh, hold urine in your hand. Well, it's definitely not lighter, light as a feather. It'd be it's in heavier. your bladder, and you wouldn't be. Yeah, well, it would. You know, it would be. It's heavier. It's a liquid. Right, but it wouldn't be that heavy. But it's heavier than a feather. They never That's say how big feather, the feather it's is. The same as a feather. They Where never... can you find cities, towns, shops, and streets, but no people? The yellow pages. Do they? Do people still use the yellow pages? Maybe the internet. Opulence. If not I am quite assuredly shocked to hear you utter the phrase "the yellow pages." Why is that? You continue to surprise me. Well, because you're a futurist. Ah, yes. Maybe the pages the are yellow. The Speaking internet. Of, Opulence seems to be very interested in urine right now. Maybe the yellow pages he's talking about is him peeing on the book because he looks down on physical media. You debase us with this foolish conversation of urine. Back to the subject at hand. I mean, you started it. Opulence requires sustenance. Those uh, Doritos? Yes. I don't know. The bag is painted gold. Yes, those are. The bags, since it's painted, I can't tell what flavor that is. What, what, what flavor you got there? Spicy, sweet, chili. Hmm. That might be top five, but it's not top one or top two type of Dorito. That's a great argument to make about anything. As long as it's a logical It's top five, but it's not top one or top two. (laughs) It's true. I'm just trying to be relevant. I've ran out of soy-based food that I eat from a little tube because food is irrelevant. Well, corn is similar to soy, so this is like the next best thing. I can't actually taste it because, um, well, if you see my tongue here, it has been dyed gold. You know, the inside of my mouth, honestly, too. That w- that one, that one took some work. That was a rough one, and I'm not gonna. Are you ever gonna get your in- inside organs dyed gold? 
Well, hopefully they never see the light of day. If I am in some position ever where I will die, and I don't think I will, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to die. But if I do, then perhaps before putting them on display, we could maybe do a light dusting of gold. I'm not. Well, it would be embarrassing if you got chopped in half someday and then people saw your liver and it just looked like a pink liver. That's my greatest fear to get chopped in half. Oh, or shot by my brother Peacemaker. If Peacemaker gets a katana, we're doomed. No, just you're doomed. I'm doomed, but you're here with me and he's a loose cannon, Peacemaker. Opulence. What gets more wet as it dries? Paint. What? I just said the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> it worked it worked before. I guess this time it didn't work. What well, gets more wet as well, it dries. Well, it didn't dries. work before because you get the wrong answer. No, I gave the right answer feather. when I said um my the one my, that. my good sir that is a towel. Thank you. Opulence. Now, what has teeth but cannot bite? A bird. <laughs> I would say opulence cuz his teeth are so feeble and weak from being turned gold that when they he bites weak. you they're, a bird? Uh, birds have vestigial teeth in the back of their beaks that if they would contact <laughs> any skin, those teeth immediately shatter and go into the bird's uh, stomach to help grind up its food. I thought you knew that. I did know that. I was just testing you. Okay, Professor. What has hands but cannot touch? Professor, can I ask you one? Clock. Opulence is on a roll. Professor, Go ahead, Professor, Roosevelt. what has a bite that's worse than its bark? Interesting. A dog. That's correct. Not all dogs. No, all dogs. You don't want to get bit. It hurts more than hearing a dog bark, unless it was barking so loud that it pierced your eardrums. But oh, uh, we don't have I a do dog. I do not that want to imagine such a dog. Unless someone gave a dog a megaphone, then we might have a problem, but. As to if, this point in evolution, there's no dogs born with megaphones in their DNA. Right. And if Wishbone bites me, I will simply have him put down. <laughs> Basically, what? if any person bi- bites me, I think I can have them put down as well. I do not... S- uh, go ahead. What, what has ears but cannot hear? A deaf person. Excuse me? A bookend? Well, no way a deaf person. That works. He's right. Opulence. You're really going with that answer. He's a deaf. It's got. It's right. here. He's a deaf guy. It's in the name. If you try to tell us that we're wrong on this, I will corn. ruin. The answer is corn. <laughs> the answer is that corn. Even a make deaf, any sense. I'll also accept a deaf man. A corn doesn't have an ear. It is an ear. It doesn't have ears. Excuse me. It's a piece an of ear corn of th- corn. It is part it's of one ear, ears. but no corn has ears. Of course, course I thought of room, that. What kind of room has no windows or doors? A jail cell. I believe that has a door. Uh, not if you're in solitary confinement. They just drop you down a that's, hole and they bury you. Uh, that's not true. You're making <laughs> things up now. The debugging room from the console commands in Morrowind. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. It's a mushroom. It does not have a room. It's a figure of speech. (laughs) Ah, but it's a riddle. It's just wrong. It's just illogical. It's it's frankly insulting. Okay, if you're such smart guys. I'm not really more than holes tied to more holes. I'm strong as good steel, though not as stiff as a pole. Whatever the answer is. It's from a very, whatever, the object must be very stupid and unable to communicate clearly. Can you repeat the riddle? It's a chain. Can you repeat the chain? Oh, okay. It's a chain. That's disappointing. I don't even like that one at all. Well, how about this one? This one's a little bit easier. Break it and it gets better. Immediately set and harder to break again. A bone. No. Opulence? The rules. <laughs> the answer is a record. What does that mean? Break a record makes it better. Never mind. Is that some 1950s slang? I I, I just we'll we'll move along. These are these are brain teasers from the the geniuses book from Mensa. 
This seems more on the level of perhaps a dog like Wishbone to answer this kind of stuff rather than real geniuses who think about ideas rather than mere riddles like a sphinx. Maybe I can imagine a sphinx saying this stuff to Wishbone, but it's beneath us. I have branches, but no fruit, trunk or leaves. What am I? A bank. How did you know that? I would have... Because I'm planning on taking over most banks. Well, my bank has um, a bowl of fruit that you can take as like a a nice thing for customers. So that's not even true about my bank. What kind of fruit? Just like apples and oranges because it's a healthy treat and they thought that would be nice. Hmm. This bank interests me as a free source of fruit. Logically, the best way to save. Well, money. they want you to open an account. You could probably take one without opening an account, but they prefer that you do. What if Opulence enters the bank and says, "I am interested in opening an account," and perhaps peruses over to the fruit bowl and takes an apple and says, "Do you mind?" I think and with the fruit in tow, I would say, "I am not interested in opening a bank account at this time." Am well, I be- free to go? Because they're not geniuses, they would probably be normal and be like, yeah, that's fine, even though they're kind of disappointed and they think you're annoying Ah. and and awkward. But I think you'd get away with it because they they wouldn't act like you would act. And you would, if imagine if you were in the other position, you'd be like, no, that is illogical, sir. Exactly. If I came in contact with myself, we would eventually fight to the death. Also, I think, um, Professor, can I reword your um, riddle to be more correct now, knowing what you know about my bank? To be, no. what has branches and fruit but is not a tree? And the answer is a bank. Mm. That is a much better riddle. You but said I- branches and fruit? Yeah. You said fruit? Yeah. Again? Yeah. You're supposed to exclude the part with the fruit. No, I included the fruit because that's what my bank has. Now it's a better, more challenging it's, riddle. It's more specific and also accurate People rather than buy- general thing. <clears throat> People buy me to eat but never eat me. What am I? Food. <laughs> like bad food you like a vegetable it's not that tasty roosevelt like, right. <laughs> when you buy a vegetable you that you don't really like that comes to your mind is <laughs> spitting it out at me like but a when you banana buy peppers and you don't like yeah like, I, exactly you don't really like them that much then you can't use them in that many dishes so you buy them but then you never use them and you throw them away maybe. i don't think a lot of people do that i think people eat them not if it's bad not if it goes bad. That, I will change my answer to bad food. People buy food. me to eat, but never eat me. Rotten never food. Eat yeah, me. Rotten my answer is food. rotten food. You don't buy rotten food. Yes, you do. You, you do don't not buy it. rotten food. You don't look close that enough at the grocery fallacy. store. You're and both. then you get home you're and both. you're like, oh, this is rotten on it. I shouldn't have Imagine bought it. Imagine if you will. element here. Imagine if you will, you order a pepperoni pizza. Are you, are you, are you with me? Imagine. And you get the door. And you pay for the pizza, and he hands you the pizza. And you walk back up to your, I assume, humble abode. And you open it up, and the pizza is completely rancid and rotted. Ew. It looks like it's been in there for 30 days. It has blackened <laughs> and decomposed. There's different bugs and mushrooms it and algae. smells like a rat. Let me ask you this. Nasty rat. Sir, would you eat this pizza? Yes, I would. <laughs> oh, you would? So, a stubborn a man is determined. I feel you're giving me a very roundabout answer to you a generalized what? brain teaser. Because the answer is correct. in silverware. Plates in silverware. People opulence, eat that stuff all the time. Opulence always comes prepared. And now, let me produce this here. I have a 30-day a thirty day old pizza right here. <laughs> Bring it over Call here. Call bluff. Yep. I want you to go ahead and eat that rotten pizza to prove me right. It smells like or a wrong. common sewer rat, like a Ninja Turtle would hang out with. Let me ask you this. And May you are I have not- more than one slice? <laughs> yes, you, and you're not allowed to put a big clothespin on your nose when you eat it. Mm. Well, I'm a man of my word. I will eat this slice in one bite. Another masterstroke by opulence, tricking this genius into eating garbage food. To prove a point about his riddle. <laughs> to, to prove a point about a riddle. <laughs> and well, I didn't eat it in one bite, but I still ate it. You, you definitely ate it like a child on a uh, cartoon eats food. <laughs> Four bites. <laughs> okay, opulence. 
What travels around the world but stays in one spot? Amelia Earhart. Opulence is ideas. All right, one at a time, please. Opulence Fumbling does over each not other. repeat himself. What was his answer, Roosevelt? I didn't listen to him because I was saying Amelia Earhart because she goes around the world and then crashes and dies. She doesn't stay in one spot, though. Yes, she does at the end of it when she crashed. I remain <sighs> safe in my cocoon as my ideas permeate landscapes worldwide. The answer is a stamp. Well, my answer also When it goes works. through the mail, it's moving. What is full of holes but still holds water? <laughs> I think some of your ideas, maybe oh, your, may, oh, maybe maybe wishbones. Cranium. So you're saying my ideas still hold water? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rancid water like that pizza you scarfed down. You're going to be quite sick after eating that pizza. I sprinkled botulism all over it. Also, wishbones cranium holds water. It's actually they had to drill into his head a couple times. So that answer <laughs> also works. What answer can you never answer yes to? I can answer yes to any question. Um, the answer is, wait, is this, a, is this like Jeopardy where it's a question or there's an answer you can't answer yes to, you said? The question is, are you asleep yet? Oh, so it's a question. I was going to say you can never answer yes to, are you a stupid idiot? Do you guys ever hang out with those two twins where one of them can tell the truth and one of them always lies? The, I, I had those in my class last semester. The New Yorker invites them to every single dinner <laughs> party and party they have. These weird twins that one always tells the truth and one always lies. And it's a big fun to try to figure out who's who. Every New Yorker party. Yeah, sitting there at All the, the Algonquin round table. Mm-hmm. What has four eyes but can't see? Two people, but they're blind. <laughs> that checks out i think that's an acceptable answer actually the answer was mississippi but i will also accept your answer (laughs) roosevelt and i will also say another answer perhaps one man with four eyes who is blind no you can't do that no 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 Uh, no, no, no. would such a person (laughs) theoretically be not exist i don't see any fallacy in his logic because he's right. There could be like a, it's like the fish on the Simpsons that had three eyes. What if there was a guy with four eyes? That's normal. I have photographic proof here. This is my brother, Peacemaker. Do you notice that he has four <laughs> eyes? Well, it looks like this his, is a Halloween costume. Uh, the guy next to him is dressed like a mummy. And the other guy is a Frankenstein. His skin is hideously so. undyed. And he wants to kill me at all cost. And I will okay, not Okay, I have let one him. final question to pose to you two. What is so fragile that saying its name breaks it? Humans. <laughs> Opulence. <laughs> oh, yeah. It breaks you to hear your name? You've said your name Both like a thousand times. I just, I'm so wonderful that... Opulence. I, I pause. I don't... The answer was silence. Oh, That wow. also works. No, it's the only one that works. Both of your answers were wrong. <laughs> well, if you think silence makes no noise, then why... Is the sound of silence such a long song? I never thought of it that way. I guess Simon and Garfunkel have us all beat. Us geniuses who actually think and don't play around on guitars all day. Gentlemen, I believe you might have some advantages uh, diving into the metaphorical. Can't everything, everything cannot be solved by numbers. In order to become a true visionary, you really have to immerse your head into the waters of humanity so that you can emerge a better and fresher person. Um, gentlemen, perhaps you would be interested in coming to my cocoon this evening. Mm. I've always wanted to see your famous cocoon. Only You've perhaps... previously only invited you know, great minds such as Tom Cruise or John Gruden to visit. or Just those two. But now, two, I think the time is right. For two more to see the inside, it's uh, on the second floor above a Lululemon store. And I believe that uh, we'll walk in, we'll all get in my cocoon. I, it's a tight fit with John Gruden, but I imagine you two will be able to fit. Oh, is he hanging out just there fine. right now? Well, I have a flat screen inside of the cocoon where I will play, you know, I'll get 30 
40 screens and it kind of go and I'll have all the news on one. And you've seen, you've seen all the stuff. I watch all every news channel at once because that's the best way to stay informed. <laughs> you know, the it matrix. It cancels Watchmen. out all the, the bias of all, the channels. All of the famous geniuses are known for Gattaca? one thing. Exactly. Watching multiple cable news channels at the exact same time so that you're aware of every single thing that happens in the world. People think that um, Garfield the cat was a fool because he was always laying there in his little box that he slept in. But he was actually watching 40 screens all the time, too, and he was a genius cat. Why do you bring up Garfield? I'm just trying to think of other geniuses that I know and I've hung out with. (laughs) You fuck out with Garfield? Yeah, I'm trying to impress Opulence so that he doesn't think he's the it's only not genius real, homeless. He's fictional. He's a cartoon. No, I've been, he's he fictional. The only when real individual work, is bored. his owner, John. No, yeah. John gets bored. He's bored when John goes to work, so he calls up his other genius friends and we watch 40 screens at once all day and we eat lasagna. Well, I did say earlier that all, ex- all ideas actually do exist, so Garfield does exist, but there's no way that Roosevelt has interacted with him. Uh, there may figure? be a parallel universe in which Garfield is discussing whether or not Wishbone Here exists. we go. Here we go. And Wishbone could be the fictitious one, where in our world, it's the other way around, where Garfield's fake and Wishbone's real, and Wishbone has the intelligence <laughs> of a, a slightly dumb guy. <laughs> he played the Count of Monte Cristo, who is a very smart man. Well, he's an actor. After spending some time with Tom Cruise, I realized he's not a genius at all, that he's actually only 5'3". Yet Garfield played the toughest role of all, which is a stupid cat and lazy, but he's actually not stupid or lazy. He's watching all those screens in all his free time. Well, he's not really doing anything. He's still just sitting there. And the reason- He's also in a comic strip, and there's nothing else around him but, but what's in that room. Well, no, well, he off, also off screen he spends- is where all the screens are. There is no screen. There's no off screen. There's a lot of screen. Yes, there is. And the reason he hates Mondays so much is that that's when all of like the daytime talk shows are kind of phoning it in because it's the beginning of the week and they're not really on their A game yet. So he's like, oh, great. It's this Monday content. You know, they're not warmed up. Wouldn't Monday be the day where they show all the best stuff? No, they're missing the weekend. They're not into it yet. They're like, oh, I wish it was still... You know, so all Sunday. the best stuff is on like a Wednesday, you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's not when true. The, there's no way that's true. That's when TV stars Opulence, come out is that true? Shine. You watch all the TV. I do not believe that is true. Well, that's Garfield's that theory. On Mondays, well, Garfield's not real. Yes, he is. I hung you, out with him. If you look at Regis Philbin alone on Mondays, that's when he tended to have the best anecdotes about something that happened at dinner with Joy, as he was able to do that on the weekend. Now, if you're t- referring to more standard fare news, then perhaps, perhaps. I see how, what but you're saying, that maybe speaking, Regis was counterbalancing some of that, but I don't think it was enough of a counterbalance for Garfield's tastes. And I don't know why I'm defending his tastes telling you all this. It's not my job to defend him. Well, you've said all that he's the your close personal General friend. Hospital and Days of Our Lives are on in the, in the middle of the day. Are you complaining? I'm, I'm not sure. Are you, no. I'm just saying that, they're, that that's all that's on. I mean, that there's not like a really high bar. Well, lo- all of the news I, channels soap, in the world are on. There's over 40 channels you could watch at all times. I don't even own a TV. I own one TV, but it does have 40 screens on it. It has picture and picture and picture and picture and picture and picture and picture. I watch the most TV, but in a smart way. That's, you know, you've seen it in movies. The Matrix. Now, opulence, uh, if we go back to your cocoon... I prefer to do an activity that's going to make me smarter. Ah, of course. I wouldn't waste my time. I simply wouldn't have you sit down in my cocoon to watch Marmaduke 6 with uh, one Mr. Sam Elliott. Never. What we will watch will change your very perception of reality. It was like The Matrix, and it came out at the same time, and it has a similar storyline, and they dress the same. Also, the DVD kind of looks the same as The Matrix, except in this movie, they use the color blue a lot instead of green. Of course, I'm talking about Equilibrium, one of the smartest, most intelligent, visceral movies ever made. Gentlemen, once we watch this and you watch it with me, I believe you will never see reality the same again. That sounds good to me. Mm. What if we call up the pepperoni pizza store and we say, send over four piping hot pepperoni pizzas, all fresh. 
None of that Aha, old stuff. Yes. No rancid pizzas. Unless the professor we, prefers rancid pizza now. I don't no know. No riddles this. are being done here tonight. <clears throat> I think there's enough of that. I'm quite full. I don't have much of an appetite, but I would be glad to watch Equilibrium starring Christian Bale. That's his name. That's what I was trying to And Sean of. Bean. That's what I was buying time for. Christian Bale. Well, gentlemen, so, shall we abscond to my cocoon? Are you ready to see the realm of opulence? How are we going to get there? Should I retake my car? Or car? Opulence, how do you travel? Oh, <laughs> yes, a gas. Let's let's get on my velocipede and head. Uh, <laughs> no, we will tr- we will travel the only way that geniuses and those with dignity should travel. We will get in my. Toyota RAV4. <laughs> Gentlemen, please this way to Opulence's Toyota RAV4. That's one RAV for each of us and John Gruden, one apiece. He will not be here. He's too large for the cocoon. Well, this has been Professor Wally Tangier. Say our names. I, I'll go last. Mr. Roosevelt Smartman. And I am opulence. Join us next week on Geniuses. Thank you. Every week, huh? Someone.